Welcome to the Hridaya Podcast, Living with an Open Heart, where we share conversations about the non-dual teachings, self-inquiry, and how to integrate daily life into spiritual practice. Each episode features two Hridaya teachers connecting on a topic that is meaningful to them. This week, Paige Fletcher and David Coleman discuss addiction and spirituality. teacher and I've been serving at Hridaya for the last almost three years teaching and, and serving in other capacities. Um, I did the teacher training about five years ago and I'm very excited to be a part of this podcast and to share a little bit about um, myself and uh, specifically on the topic and theme of addiction and addiction and spirituality. So I'll just start with that. David, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. My name is David. I'm also a teacher at Hidaya. I've been at the school for about seven years. I came here to do a silent meditation retreat about seven years ago. I've been involved in many aspects of the school, from being here as a student to serving, um, to teaching, and I am very inspired as well for this podcast. Um, it's also a topic very alive in my life. Um, generally to speak about spirituality and how this has been a part of my life, how this came to be, how it unfolds, how it inspires me, and also this topic of addiction, um, which as well is definitely something very um, alive for me and intimately connected as well to spirituality, um, to the practice, and yeah, I'm very excited as well. It's a, it's a beautiful topic. Okay, so maybe we can rewind and you know, share a little bit about ourselves and ultimately how we came to Hridaya and sharing about this journey towards spirituality and the journey through addiction. So I'll start a little bit. So I was born in Las Vegas. And when? January 1st in Las Vegas, the first baby born in the time zone. She's in the paper. I grew up in Miami. And I guess the upbringing um, from the get-go was, was intense. Yes, when I was about seven, uh, my parents divorced and we started moving around a lot. So already from a young age, there was, I guess, instability, moving a lot, moving schools, and continued. I became very curious, actually, about uh, Christianity in particular. I started going to church often. And so for about, like, two years, maybe 13 and 14, I, it was the first time that I got into a more formal, like, a spiritual path. I mean, not many people know this about me. But I was like super into the local church in Pennsylvania, and it was like a non-denominational Christian church mm. I took quite seriously. You were like 13, 14? Yes. Mm. And there's something about already the, yeah, the connection to Jesus and the Bible, like really something came alive. So very early on did I start like experimenting with drugs. And I started feeling quite depressed. This reflected in school, reflected basically all the aspects of my life and about the time that I was 18 is when I started like using harder drugs so I started using when I was still in high school I started using heroin and was on, on a lot of medication already since I was 16 and then from the time I was about 18 until right before my 25th birthday I spent pretty much in kind of a cycle of 
uh, yes, of just hardcore drug using. Trips to rehab, going through the legal system with arrest, uh, trip to the mental hospital. Mostly, yeah, for six years was yeah, going through the kind of pain, a deep cycle of pain and suffering around addiction, and which was really difficult for my family and really confusing for myself. And it just happened like without stopping. There wasn't a time to come out of it. And ultimately it led with my mom coming to my house where I was living, um, in which I had kind of spiraled quite deeply with the heroin addiction at the end. And through, I guess, the grace of God, she just like kind of grabbed me. And then in one week she said, I'm putting you on a plane to the jungle uh, in Guatemala to do like iboga, a plant, to reset the neurotransmitters in your brain because we've tried everything. And then I remember she said to me, it's a, you have a spiritual disorder. Like, I can't lose you. It's, wow. You have a spiritual disorder. It's beautiful. Yes, and she said, like, I had spent, um, you know, it's like a week going through every plant medicine center that existed online. And she didn't know how she found the center and this, where she sent me, but she said when she knew because she just started crying. Like, just tears came. And then in a moment she had the, she felt that she would never have to worry about me again. So there, so I was stuck on a plane. You have an intuitive mom. Yes, and she sent me yeah, to Guatemala. And I was supposed to spend three months there. And within like three weeks, it became very clear that something was, something was awakening. Something began to heal and to shift. And with the people that I was living with there, one of them being a Hodaya teacher, I just like completely surrendered to a process of healing. And a lot of it was spending yeah, time by myself in isolation and surprisingly enough coming into contact with the non-dual teachings in there the teachings of Pradaya and immediately as soon as I went there I was forced to wake up every day at 5 a.m. and to do an hour of Pradaya meditation and Hatha yoga which was very difficult for me I, it was so challenging and for like pretty much a year I did that and I had no idea what I was doing, but I just like stuck with it. And then I ended up staying for a year there. And immediately I, I decided to not return to my life. And I wanted to, to go to Herdaya, to, to meet Sahaja, to do the teacher training. I knew that's what I wanted to do. So then shortly after I came to do my Maja One, which you were my teacher. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and my first retreat, which was quite challenging. Um, How was it? <laughs> it was quite challenging. And I stayed to do Maja Two. And then that same year, I was accepted to do the teacher training. So it was a very shocking, like, yeah, two years, because I was only one year clean off of, like, yeah, hard drugs and not the best yogi, we could say, but there was a recognition and aspiration and almost like, um, almost a desperation towards towards freedom and and not having that security or a life to fall back on I just kind of went with the full momentum of my life with that force towards it and so that's how I came here um so that was five years ago and and it's been a slow deconditioning process and very challenging and very fruitful and I fast forward three years and here I am (laughs) so there's just a just a kind of (laughs) a very complex (laughs) a very complex uh almost surreal story uh, (laughs) leading to the present moment right now i remember Paige quite well um we actually met we had like a one-on-one meeting at one point Paige was a beautiful student she's very sharp a very sharp mind very inquisitive i could recognize that she had a deep and genuine uh longing and connection to um, truth and basically the very things that Herdaya, that the modules, the courses try to point to. I've never seen that very clearly. Yes. And seeing that she likes to challenge things. <laughs> Not that she did in my classes, but I could feel it. <laughs> yes, I remember. I don't even remember what we spoke I about. I think I specifically approached David. I was, my module one was like 63 people. 
It was huge. Yeah, it was very big. Yeah. And we were an intense group. And I just felt like quite comfortable to approach David with an experience that I had in the meditation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and wanting clarity specifically mm-hmm. on that and just wanting to express kind of like some challenges that I had around yeah, the group setting and relating to to people in the relating to people in general. I feel like in a spiritual community and still having like some some fears, a lot of fears around that and wanting to feel comfortable and within myself and where I was at and yeah so that was pretty much what it was about I remember what struck me was how authentic you always were very real yes I felt like I didn't have much to teach you at the time I mostly let you speak which that continues (laughs) in our relationship (laughs) okay so David tell me a little bit about yourself well, I grew up in the States. I grew up in Massachusetts, like just outside of Boston. Two sisters, mom and dad, very close family. Growing up, um, I would say relative to what you just shared, the external conditions were very stable. You know, we didn't move very much, and uh, there was a lot of care, a lot of, it was like a very supportive family environment growing up, mostly with my mom and two sisters, because my dad would work a lot. So I grew up mostly women in the house. <laughs> And yes, I grew up, remember being young, I really loved sports. I really tried really hard in school. Like I really wanted to do really well. I remember that was like the big drive, do really well at whatever I did. And there was always, uh, from quite young, like a certain sense of missing something or like a, I call it like a, <laughs> like a, like a loneliness or nostalgia that I always felt since very young. I couldn't really pinpoint it. It was almost like a feeling of homesickness, um, like something missing, and like wanting to go back home, somehow, wanting to fill some thing there, some void, some hole. So I always remember that feeling from young, and I guess I bring it up now just in the context of this topic of addiction and of spirituality, because I feel like looking back on life, I can see how connected these things are. When I was about 12, Actually, you spoke about like being drawn towards spirituality. I also felt this, not Christianity, because the household I grew up in, like both my parents were kind of more like, had rejected um, formal religion. My dad went to Catholic school for some years, and then, like for both of them, the words God and the ideas of religion, they they fully like rejected that. It was so I grew up in that environment, and to me, like these ideas, spirituality, God, religion, it was kind of. In that sense, like it felt like ways humans try to justify the unknown of existence. <laughs> this is how my parents would put it, you know. Uh, and at the same time, there was always a draw towards spirituality somehow. Like I remember, especially Buddhism. I remember just a feeling like these beings somehow they there are people who know. They know something deeper. There's a deeper wisdom. There's there must be something more to this life, and, and some intuition was there from a young age about. 12, 13, I think it was the first time I started experimenting with these things. Smoking weed, drinking beer, the normal things. It was quite young in the town I grew up in, like everyone started pretty young, or the groups I was with. And it's funny because even in that moment, I remember feeling like I was a bit different than the others when it came to these things. Like, I really liked it. <laughs> I really liked things that would alter my uh, consciousness and my experience. And I, and I could feel how like, you know, I would take something and it was like releasing the anxiousness or the tension or whatever it was at the time and feeling like a release and feeling like I could be more myself, more myself. And I remember that was kind of the, that was what kind of caught me and what like drew me to the, to you know, those experiences. Kind of, I almost did like the classic progression through drugs, you could say, you know, like um, starting with beer and drinking and weed and all of this and then slowly progressing. When I was about like 16, 17, it started getting stronger. Actually, I started experimenting with psychedelics a lot. I had one kind of crazy friend who introduced me quite strongly to this in almost a radical way. And actually, some of these first experiences were really, really beautiful, like things I had no, I didn't expect and I had no idea what to expect. But like you, especially when I get introduced to opiates, that it became more strong. That was kind of the one where I was like, this is my, this is my one, you know, <laughs> this is exactly the one. And, um, and there from about 
18, 19 to like 21, 22, it was, yeah, it was quite strong. Now, of course, beautiful experiences as well, but at the same time, like definitely, as you said, for me too, there was a lot of like sadness and I mean, you can use the word depression, but just low and these things came a lot and especially through the addictive addiction process, you know, definitely. Um, to the point where, yeah, by 20, 21, I was really, you know, using drugs in a much harder way and it was going to the point of like yeah quite full addiction the day I turned 21 I went to rehab so whereas everyone else maybe got their license to finally buy alcohol I got put into rehab so I went uh, the first rehab was like one month long in Pennsylvania um, and then I went to an extended rehab after that for another five months in Florida yeah even even now like I feel definitely pain in my heart around that um, I would say especially my mom I mean both but my mom she's like a, you know one of those who are so involved with their children's lives it's like their children are their life so I could feel I mean I knew like and it was really obvious how much it created suffering for her so it was really hard during that time period especially towards the end and I know like yeah fearing for my life so it became such a kind of fundamental fear you know that they'd wake up and I wouldn't be there you know which of course was a very real possibility at the time um, so when I went to rehab that was um, that was them saying like you have a choice you know you cannot stay here anymore you cannot live here no, none of this we can help you to go to rehab or you can go you know? um, I chose rehab I mean, the love and the, we were always really close. Even through addiction, I was so close with them that that was always there. But I think later, definitely when, yeah, when things shifted and, and I really, like it became really clear in myself, like that, that, that things had shifted, that I, this wasn't the direction I was going anymore, that there was really some other things in life inspiring me and towards which I was moving. They felt that and they recognized that, you know, and then for me, it was a great inspiration to, to, to have this integrity and honesty and transparency. So I spent about six months in rehab at the time. I came out and I lived for the next two, three years in this small town in Florida. And uh, it's interesting, I worked a lot and I was in a relationship in which those things, I think, stabilized me and kept me from going back to using drugs. But at the time, like this, I could have, you know, it's definitely like, um, there was nothing in me that wanted to stop at that point, in a sense. And then at a certain point, maybe after like three years of living in Florida, my girlfriend at the time, she she said, we have to leave, we have to go and travel, we have to do something else. We were living a very, very <laughs> simple life. Um, and so we did, and uh, we went to Peru. Our plan was to kind of volunteer at different places and just explore. We ended up finding some like places, communities, people there and kind of being exposed to a different world in a sense, people living in a different way. Like you also, plant medicines was a part of this in a different way, not as strong, not as intense a way. Um, but it was somehow very beautiful, like like opening to a different way of living and, and those things really kind of, like I felt alive in me. You know? um, anyway, through that, we met a friend and, and he uh, later, once we left Peru, he sent us a message and said like, Oh, I'm coming to do a silent retreat in Mexico. I think you would like it. Maybe you should check it out. I thought we didn't have enough money and uh, didn't think we should go. But my girlfriend at the time, she said, no, we're going, you know. And I had never done meditation or yoga. Well, maybe a tiny, tiny bit at the time. Anyway, I came to do a 10-day silent retreat. That was seven years ago with Sahajananda. And um, like the teachings that were being shared resonated really, really strongly. And I could recognize them as deeply true um, and even from some of those earlier experiences I could refer to my experience and uh, yeah so something in me just just recognized the truthfulness of it um, very very deeply and it was almost like awakening something in me in my heart like a fire you know? and also the the meditation and the silence of course was very challenging my body was on fire for 10 days and my mind was doing a million things if you've ever done a retreat but at the same time, like definitely I started to really just connect with meditation and what it was and 
and all of that just resonated really deeply. Um, so I was really inspired coming out of the 10-day retreat, and I immediately did another, um, and kind of almost was hooked in a totally different way. Now. <laughs> but the nature to be hooked seems to be a common theme. You spoke about this two-year intense period, and at the end, like, really some, like, awakening, deconditioning, shifting happening. What was that process for you? In the kind of throes of the addiction, like, once it became, like, compulsive, it became a kind of, like, it was quite uncontrollable. It became just, like, an obsession where I knew that somehow I could project everything into this this drug and it was responsible for taking everything away. So it's like once you would take like drugs and that everything would, would dissolve, you wouldn't feel anything. So it's kind of just like a, a completely numb, like you don't feel anything. And, and there came like a feeling of what I thought was like a kind of bliss a wholeness a feeling of a contentment that would last only so long and then would come a lot of anxiety in the body fear that would come yeah you, you learn to become like completely reliant on it because then you start going through a withdrawal process and then gradually like the whole life starts to reflect that process so it's no longer just like the experience of the drug in the system but becomes like the whole life is a giant withdrawal pro process and you're not really have control over what's going on it just comes down to like avoiding those sensations of the pain which before might not have been as intense but once you become like fully reliant it became like everything would want to, to come up in the in that moment. Like and it's everything is frozen, so you're just constantly like freezing and putting more on top and there comes like yes, feelings of shame, of guilt, of fear, um n a lack of control, not knowing what to do, not like no security and then just that kind of spiraling. Um into just like complete chaos, complete chaos. There was a moment in the beginning where I spent my first like 20 days in kind of isolation in the jungle by myself. It was so hard like to be by myself, to be in, in my body and my mind, like everything kind of just like came to the surface in that moment and I had nothing, I couldn't do anything about it. I remember I was contemplating jumping in the river and running, like swimming away. And something this I had nothing to hold on to. I didn't have books, I didn't have anything. And it, I just remember it was just like, the intensity became so strong. And and I think it was one of the first moments that like, I, I could not resort to anything. Mm. I didn't have drugs, mm. I didn't have anything. And I, I just sat in it for like, yes, three hours going through that. But I'd had around that time this kind of suspicion that there was something else. I mean, I'd always had a deep aspiration and longing to be free and to find meaning in existence. There we meet in common ground. Yeah. And slowly over some time, like, I started to become aware of I mean, already a background, like there was something else. I started to kind of feel that I was in a kind of movie. And I'd always felt that was what I'd always felt like in my life. I need to get out of a movie. It almost seemed like a nightmare. And the only time I could was becoming impaired. Mm. And to the point where it started to manifest more at the level of the mind as like paranoia. And, and the only thing that would help really was like the opiates or alcohol. Mm. And that was always the thing that, that scared the people around me most, was like, it wasn't just the drug use, it was just like this like, complete like, negation of the life, like, that desperation and the fascination with just like, needing to have someone tell me what the point of it was, and trying to find that. And then slowly, just gradually, there became like a shift in perception 
And so I started writing more about it, and then, and then I remember just kind of like one day, an enthusiasm came, and it was like, like a joy towards like, uh, like that longing towards God, like that I'd felt when I was younger. It was like, one day I kind of woke up, and I realized that like God could exist or that there was some kind of like sacredness and love in the existence and in my being even like so early like coming out of that story it just in that moment I I wanted a relationship with God I wanted a relationship with with something divine and the magic kind of started to come forth but it was quite a rocky journey and once I kind of that intuition came I just went full with it like whatever it took like I I didn't stop that same momentum towards the drugs like went fully in towards whatever it took the meditation working with the plant medicine like it never I didn't go so much into anything else I just went towards like I'll do it yes I'll do it I'll do it like a lot of failures but like I didn't stop and just like something just awoken in my heart and then over those two years, there were a lot of moments of just grace that came that didn't make sense. I didn't have a context for it at all. I mean, I'd read some books, but like an intuitive understanding started to like come to the surface. And so that I was somehow understanding a little bit of what was happening and just allowing it to unfold. Um, But still, it, it took a while to, to be able to be open to, to the present moment and not wanting to escape still or to avoid like the discomfort. So it was like two years of having like a, a deep recognition, but still in so much kind of fighting of what was arising. Like the, the, the sensations, the thoughts and the emotions were so, still so intense and unpleasant in ways. Like, of what was kind of coming to the surface after like so much time so it was a mixture of those two things yes and finally um, also feeling all this uh, yes and it in came like it's like an avalanche it came like an avalanche but the longing in the heart like the longing like that that wanting to be free and find the meaning and wanting to know where I was, where I came from, where I was going, what the point of anything was, what was the reality, like this, the naturalness as well of towards self inquiry was always there, and it started just to come up, to come up, to come up, but with like a, such a fervor. Um, and then I think coming to her dia it slowly started to to kind of unravel and and reveal itself more um especially like yeah with the teachings everything kind of was there in my life and somehow i knew these things but i didn't have a context or a model to reflect it but i knew it in my heart and so i and i and i found a such a recognition with the the teachings of jesus like it was just something that came alive in my heart that love and compassion and the goodness and 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 the mercy and all of these things I felt so much in my heart and and that feeling it started to again like almost come to life with the practice of meditation and self-inquiry and being in her diet in the school it's like from the inside it started to just kind of illuminate reality and everything I mean I can I can recognize so much the same in what you share um, yeah I remember also being like young and being like wanting to know like there must be something more mm-hmm. and like what is this life and what is happening here where is it going you know is there something more and and also feeling like Am I a character in this world? And, and is everyone else fucking around as a character as well? Like, what's happening here, you know? And and just wanting to to like very sensitive in a way to all of these things. And 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 really, I think the longing was like 
wanting what was real and wanting what was true, you know, and wanting, and you said freedom, and, and yeah, for me as well, freedom and truth somehow are the words that stick out the most. And, and I remember feeling that my whole life. And like you said, I think part of it, I mean, it's such a big topic to unpack, but part of the thing with drugs or alcohol or whatever substances it is, is like, I mean, in a way, it can be a way of trying to seek that or touching into that or um, moments of like coming to um, oneself, coming to a depth, coming to a peace, whatever it might be, you know, coming to a freedom. Um, it's like an expression of that longing sought through a very particular way, you know, and like we were speaking about earlier, like you said, it can be very detrimental, of course, but the movement behind it, it's like you were saying earlier, it's actually something so beautiful. There's like a seeking freedom, you know, seeking truth. Um, so I can recognize that as well in myself very much. There was something in me that did the whole process of it I don't know how to put it exactly you know but just kind of saw and could recognize that I was seeking something much more than the pleasure much more than drugs much more than the external circumstances you could see that I was really I was seeking something and and like that feeling which was there before addiction of like really seeking meaning you know remember like for me it's like what is your purpose in life? Everyone seems to clarify so well their purpose. And I'm like, I have no idea, you know? It's like, how does one do that? But it wasn't about purpose in that sense. It was, it was about meaning. It was about seeking the depth of life. Like, what is it? And wanting to touch it, you know? And, and that somehow I knew that that was still there throughout all of this process. And even going into, like, the isolation, the loneliness, the... the everything that's coming from it it's like I could recognize that the whole time and when starting to like learn meditation and sit retreats it's like that very same feeling of kind of core emptiness or sadness or longing going right into that was like the gateway to death you know I mean I feel like now at this point like where I am now like even contemplating this topic it brings up many, many things, and and I feel a lot of like a lot of gratitude around the around the experience and around even the theme of addiction and and especially uh, I guess teaching yoga and teaching meditation and, and having gone through this process and and trying to be able to explain like the, this experience of going through it and as well like this awakening process and the experience of being like it's it's quite natural and it, it, it makes so much sense and uh, so I feel a lot of a lot of gratitude and a lot of compassion in, in the human conditions and it's not just like for me it's not just heavy substance abuse like it and it's and as personal as it felt for me because it felt extremely personal in ways it's like that suffering and that understanding through the suffering has shifted to like yes to be more universal like to open up to the experience of being human to the experience of I guess of of searching of 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 grasping, of wanting to find, like, more than just a sense of meaning, a sense of, like, recognition of being, of mm, the experience of, of sacredness, of divinity, of, of freedom beyond, like, the mind, beyond the concepts. And, may yeah, I feel a lot of, a lot of love through the, the journey of addiction, and and it makes a lot of sense and and it's not just as I said like the substances like it's it's that pain of of separation of Mm. yeah disconnection Mm. that's that's not able really to be explained in the in the society that we're living in and even the the a lot of the, the spirituality that 
that we have access to or, or the things that are kind of being you know passed along or even just at a at the level of techniques and and things like that it's like really a, reconnecting with a, a deeper dimension that's that's like through that pain through that suffering and and it's the recognition of of grace and and the the gradual like process of of opening to to like the simplicity of the human existence to goodness to love to kindness to all of these just like core core things that are there and that that are always there miss even the addiction before the addiction during the addiction during. all of it after the addiction like the entire thing mm. and it's like through that and it's like that in that deep sensitivity that's there and that I've often often found in addicts and the stories that I've heard and, and the people that mm. I met along the way and even through through teaching and through the same thing that, that gets expressed around suffering through at the different levels of people it's like the that same essence that's there wanting to to express and wanting to like unite and and, and, and to realize itself like that love and the awareness, the stillness, the, like the purity of, of the moment, and like being able to come into that, like, and, like that deeper longing, and that's there. Um, so I feel quite grateful to have gone through like this process, and to still be going through the process because it. It's just kind of like layer after layer after layer. Um, it just shifts differently. It's not so much in a compulsion, but that intensity of the longing and the intensity of that pain of separation, like has just it just transforms itself, but it's always still there. It's always the same. And, and once I like realized like through all these tools through through yoga and through meditation and, and through self inquiry um, through like the the teachings and through the masters and the sages and through as well as being in a community and, and heal, healing as well the relationship with my my family, like opening to, to as well the past and and all the things that I was so close to around the childhood, the yes, the the whole entire story there, like just opening and to this other dimension, it comes like such a a, a grace to be able then to like continue like in the in this like stabilizing everything and. And the simplicity, and to apply these these techniques and these tools, and and to experience it, like to allow myself to to be in this process, like in the present moment, for everything to come up, and to naturally like assimilate it, like all the things there through the present moment, through like, existence itself, through the awareness of of myself, and just as it is, like again and again like the present moment and everything that's arising like to allow that to breathe more and more and more and more and more like that authenticity is like in a way I can tell it's always that was always that was what I was always seeking for yeah. it was yeah. nothing so so lofty or complex it's, no, indeed. it's just that <laughs> and and so at moments it's like there's the intensity of the story and of the energy of, of Paige and, and, and even to even like speak the story is so intense mm. and and so, so at a moment it feels like a dream but at the same time it's like it I don't know how it could have been any other way like I my meeting the space that like it was all contained in like then and that it contains it now like to be able to come into that space again and again through practice and through prayer and through all of these things 
that I can call like the spiritual path now for me is also that grace is all of it I don't remember the question it was for you to share about what was (laughs) what you wanted to share (laughs) so that wasn't the question yeah I mean, I, I, I also know, I know what you mean about this uh, gratitude for the whole process and how everything unfolds and uh, the sense that it cannot be any other way. This kind of seeking, and there are so many ways we seek in life. I mean, I was reflecting on this. It's like addiction to substances is one particular form of addiction. You can have a million different addictions, no? And in another way to say it, a million ways we are seeking a sense of fulfillment, a sense of um, being at peace, a sense of being whole or complete, you know. Um, and I think you really hit it on the core when you say there's this kind of fundamental sense of separation or disconnect, you know. And for me, this is, yeah, like, um, to feel simultaneously like I want to touch and know and feel life in such a real way and also to feel so kind of separate and disconnected Uh, there can be so many different aspects to that you know Mm -hmm. the topic of trauma can be its own entire topic and um, so so many different factors that are there but in a sense I mean from my own experience when I look at it and what I feel it's like that movement to kind of release those walls that we build up release the the protection the the fear the the pain that that you know naturally gets built up there um there's like underneath that this this deeper movement to um, to dissolve the kind of barriers and boundaries and separation between ourselves and ourselves (laughs) between ourselves and life between ourselves and the other um, and to experience that kind of naturalness and freedom of being within oneself, you know? So when I first heard the spiritual teachings, first heard like authentic spiritual teachings, if we can call it like that, it wasn't actually a tree diet. It was in Peru. I had a neighbor and he was reading a book, I Am That, from Nisargadatta Maharaj. I had no idea who this person was and what this book. Later, it was, I realized it was something a tree diet very recommended. Um, but... I remember one day like going into his room and just asking him to read me a passage, you know, and, and he read the passage and, you know, that book, I Am That, it's just again and again the core teachings of non-duality pointing to, you know, beyond your name, beyond the form, you are not just limited by any thought, any story, any layer, any category, any label, what is there deeper and more profoundly at the core of your experience than any of this right in moments where that drops away what is still there anyway when i heard these teachings like something (laughs) lit up so deeply you know like i remember just be shaking and couldn't sleep and then coming to hridaya and like you said being provided this context for like okay what do these spiritual traditions say about the nature of reality the nature of our being and our experience you know that we can open to the experience within ourselves of, um, you know, who we are and what we are essentially as something so much more free, you know, so much more depth and so much more, so much less boundary, so much less separation than we commonly, than we so much take ourselves, you know. And this question, who am I, is exactly about that. Turn and look into the nature of your experience, you know. See what happens when you release an identification with any label. See what happens when you let yourself become free and empty and what is there at the depth of your experience. And um, like you said, it's like opening to another dimension of life, of our own experience. And um, of course, when I started this process, it's like everything comes up. So all of the, mm-hmm. all of the pain comes up, the thoughts, the human experience, it just, you know, 
it's 10 days of just you realize your mind it's like a spinning factory which can just turn endless <laughs> endless endless content endless content and at the same time you are orienting yourself again and again to what is that space within ourselves which is always here and within which all of this is happening what is that you know silence what is that presence what is that experience of being that is just always here you know and and again and again again and again trying to open to that you know trying to open to that trying to like let go empty and, and just feel that intimate experience of being i mean one element of addiction it's like or life in general it's um you know i it's, i can be so pulled by my experiences you know the feelings the thoughts the insecurities the doubts and they pull me and i react to that and i try to escape that you know and, and feel differently and then i feel it again and then feel different and and this constant thing that's happening and then learning there is a space we can rest into within ourselves which is not a lot it's it's just a space that is here now within ourselves and in that we can sit and we can be with the things as they are somehow that's the exact space i was seeking through drugs <laughs> so this is what's very interesting is like it's uh you know seeking the kind of natural state of our being you know and as well learning what it means to be able to rest and be with things as they are and learning that like the fluctuations will go like this the feelings will go like this the thoughts about myself and how i am and the world and how it is will go like up and down and but we learn that space which can just hold all of that can just be with all of that which just sees it as it is without rejecting it denying it changing it it's just intimate with it it's just intimate with it of course this is like a, still it's a continual practice you know all the time but what i found there was there i felt like that was like an anchor to something there it was like i can trust in something i can lean back into something i can rest into something that is more fundamental than all of this changing and all of these movements and there is where i really felt the shift it's maybe just on a very practical level i mean it's a big topic but we speak about this a lot in hridaya this topic of deconditioning but as related to addiction i do feel it's so relevant because as we learn that sense of resting and and that and of course that presence that space within ourselves it can unfold and open more and more it's a continuous exploration but just the very nature of like resting in an openness with what is as it is as the things arise commonly we identify with them we react to them and of course then we reinforce that and we reinforce the relationship with it and, and we all know this experience but as we start to reinforce that space of presence within ourselves slowly slowly it stabilizes and it starts to permeate our experience more and more and this is what i i mean the teachings say this but it's also alive in, in experience and and then the relationship changes they are there they are experienced but there's more space and then we at the same time start to know a deeper freedom of our being start to know a deeper freedom of our being and so for me i mean to say that that was really where i started to feel quite a shift into like just mm, feeling like there could be a trust and and also like such like a fire and a love for that depth that truthfulness more than wanting to escape a pain you know more than wanting to um feel good and more than like the insecurity more than these things that that longing that kind of love and fire for truth started to grow you know and and that's where i really started to feel a shift. I mean for me, I, that's where the the practice comes in. Like definitely tendencies come up, like very strong tendencies, the emotions, sometimes certain ways of thinking get triggered that may not always be there like around family or like very specific things. And the daily spiritual practice and like for me right now is like with hatha yoga and sublimation practices um 
pranayama helps very much. It's like I know that for me, it's like a lot of grounding, a lot of like really nourishing the nervous system. So I connect a lot um, with the earth, with more like grounding techniques, practices, but at the same time, constantly bringing the like, the contemplations, meditation, spending time coming out of certain patterns, like allowing myself the space to for the things to come up, but also knowing that certain things are there, certain tendencies, certain habits, certain kind of echoes still that come up. It's like knowing how to navigate those when they come up, knowing how to yeah. become less reactive, uh, to have more space from them. And because sometimes it comes very strongly in moments, sometimes it's, you don't know. And at least in my case, it's like, the intensity doesn't change. Like the intensity, in a way, gets increased. <laughs> like through through the you know, awakening process, or through like this becoming more authentic and becoming more natural. At least for me, I have to constantly, yeah, be practicing, constantly, like showing up for myself in that way, and having that like intimate link with myself. Uh, makes navigating everything and like when the, when things come up because they do and so I wouldn't say that it's resolved but it becomes more natural there's a joy to it there's a joy to everything coming up now even the difficulties or like the triggers as well and the reactions the strong reactions or like the intensity of the emotions also like being in a spiritual community being in sharing space with others um I feel like that are also on this kind of trajectory like that shared aspiration is so supportive and also being that for others and taking time to be in silence my silence the connection to to stillness and silence again and again it seems to kind of resolve things in a in a in a way if I can say resolve <laughs> dissolve resolve Contain. Does it feel like it's resolved? The addiction is resolved. <laughs> well, um, a certain level in terms of resolving it, I see it, it's not. It's it's an ongoing process of, of it's a continuing journey of like. I I I can say like definitely I can still feel like the potentiality and the seeds of so many things addiction being one of them like I can see exactly how I enter into the that pattern how I enter into that whole dynamic and I can see that I can feel or <laughs> see that those um those like invisible pathways they're still there you know if, if I fed them if I acted on them somehow it, it could be possible like I can feel the seeds of them but it's really because of our own awareness our own presence, our own consciousness around these things, that we start to see how there's uh, how the freedom within our being exists, and how we can feel those things, and how the seeds can exist, but how we are free, and how it's like something in me is like I know I won't go that way, not from a mental level, and not as a concept, and not because of right and wrong, but just. It's just an inner kind of awareness and knowing around it. And that has like a great depth of stability to it. You know, it feels almost unshakable, unmovable. Definitely practically, like consistent practice is key in addiction or anything else, you know. I mean, in my experience, because we are very used to repeating <laughs> reaction, <laughs> very used to repeating addiction, very used to repeating our thoughts. <laughs> we're very good at that. So now we're repeating being with them as they are. We're repeating trying to peel back and open to stillness. We're repeating, opening to truth. And so that repeating is so key, or has been so key in my experience, because again, the, the repeating of going into the patterns is always happening all the time. So it's like putting a gravity to that coming to truth, coming to ourselves again and again, again and again. And definitely for me, it's the, the consistent practice and also retreats. Um, just the nature of silence but retreats is really such a part so there are so many things but the consistency of practice and practice being the 
endeavor and <laughs> the movement to open to truth as it is that Who inspires you? What and who and what inspires you? Who inspires me in life, just generally? Who, who inspires you? You're a teacher. Mean, so many a people being. all the time. But, um, Something tangible. I mean, I'm very inspired by... I don't want to narrow it because I'm very inspired by many things. <laughs> but, I, of course, for me, like, the most alive inspiration is, like... Um, spiritual teachings which are pointing to truth and for me this is I mean most of my exposure to this is through Hidaya which is the non-dual teachings it's much more than that but these pointings to that truth which is somehow beyond the words but which that inspires me very very deeply and then there are many teachers who point to that who inspire me but definitely Sahajananda like for me is has been and was from the beginning and continues to be great inspiration among many many other people but we want to name masters <laughs> Ramakrishna for his madness of devotion and love he's Argadatta Maharaj because he's so there I mean there are some Buddhist teachers that for me the, the teachings of compassion are such a resonance I mean such an inspiration mm-hmm. um, and like to have these beings who have dedicated their life to compassion like Dogo Kensei Rinpoche is one for me a huge example of this Everyone who seeks truth <laughs> inspires me. Everyone inspires me. But yeah, maybe these are some. And you? Yeah, I've always had a. I don't know. It's not a clear vision, but. <laughs> I, I, but there's a vision. <laughs> I, there's a vision. I, I want to help a serious drug addicts, like those that are, like in particular with opiate addicts, heroin addicts. I would love to. Um, to be able to share the Nandu teachings, the teachings of the heart, um, in some kind of like a format, as well as like Hatha Yoga and the transformation that can come, um, to be able to share. And I, like I often think about in my own experiences, like kind of the state of like halfway houses in the well at least I can know from the United States yes, is yes. like when people go and they go through such a deep process of, of sub, like e- at least getting to sobriety like any moments of sobriety there's not support yes. there's not a context and there's not anything to mirror and to support um, these it's such a crucial moment yeah. it doesn't really exist I mean it, from my own yeah. experience it was something that I always fell back into yeah. after that moment of like yeah. it is you can get you can get clean with support and off drugs but it won't last without like this container and this safe space to then go through such a deep deconditioning process so i would have like a vision that's like somehow to work in that transition and creating the stability and the safety to as well like provide the tools and the techniques and the space um to kind of, yes, to, to stabilize. It's something I think about. <laughs> it, it shifts and it changes, but there's that that longing in the heart um, to give back from what I've seen and where I know that there's love needed, where there's a lot, a lot of love and compassion needed and to continue going through myself and get back in that way. We can be in so many different spaces in this moment and be going through so many things. Different, what we could be going through can be so different. And to hear words like, it is possible, or there can be freedom, or for some may land as like, yes, and for others it may seem possible in this moment. But I guess the one thing I would hit on or highlight is like that capacity to be more free to be have more for there to be more peace for there to be a release for there to come more freedom um, it really is about you it's about yourself it lies in yourself we all know the experience of release or of peace or of 
a moment of recognition. We know it because it it is innate to our experience, and so we can learn to come in touch with that. And in my experience, coming in touch with that, it is what I was seeking, or what I continue to seek. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this conversation. The Pradaya Yoga Centers in Mexico and France were founded from a yearning to share the message of the heart with ever more people. If you'd like to learn more about these profound teachings, we invite you to visit hridaya-yoga.com.